Hello and welcome to our second ever dedicated Animal Crossing podcast. We are reporting to you live from our respective New Horizons islands. Hello. Hello, Chris. Hello. Chris Thurston. Hi. Also with me, Pip. (laughs) 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 What? It is indeed you, Pip. And yeah, we are checking back in on Mm -hmm. a game that we've both played uh, quite a lot of. Do you know how much you've played? Uh, I can check right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. uh, shall we start with me? Because it's going to be the low ball. I have played uh, 45 hours of Animal Crossing since it came out two weeks ago-ish, uh, which feels like quite a lot. It's actually more than I've played uh, Fire Emblem, which surprises me because I feel like I've been playing that for years. Oh, wow. Uh, how much Animal Crossing have you played in two weeks, Pip? Um, do you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, 88 hours. Interesting, because on my play activity it says that I've played for 125 hours or more. (laughs) (laughs) It's stopped counting. So in a way, it is 88 hours or more. (laughs) Just more on the more. (laughs) Wow, that's three times as much as me. I would say a few mitigating factors. Uh, <laughs> Your Honour. Well, there's actually there's probably only one mitigating factor, but it's basically that um, a couple of times I have left the thing open, like while I've had dinner or something, so mm. that friends could drop by and pick things up or drop things off. Um, sure. That does only really account for about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it mitigates mm. me entirely. Particularly because the switch is quite keen to, particularly it's not connected to power, it's quite keen to go to sleep, which might mm. presumably stop counting. So yeah, that's, you know, even in those hours you were semi-regularly waggling the analog stick in order to stay awake. Yeah, those are definitely so some things that have happened. Anyway, um, do you want to tell me a bit about how your island has progressed since we last chatted? Well, so I've, um, I've been taking things as the, uh, the, the count has, has, uh, established, I'm taking things slightly more casually, uh, than some. So <laughs> I've, I've been letting it, prog- I, I actually can't fully remember where exactly I was at with it when, when we last checked in. Mm. Um, I've started now to, to sort of, put some infrastructure projects into place. One thing about me that is important to know, and Animal Crossing is ultimately a creative game about realising your own vision for a little world full of animal people, um, is one thing about me is that I tend to hold everything in a state of kind of unresolved, kind of chaotic, creative suspense, and then resolve it very quickly into a final form from which it will never change. This is how I approach almost everything in my life. And so... My island has been in a kind of that'll do kind of muddle through state uh, for a long time while I amassed the resources I need to enact uh, my my kind of vision for the place, which is a kind of fire island, fire festival meets um, kind of slightly grotesque boutique kind of Venice place, a place for uh, basically a place for fans of the internet's best dog, KK Slider, to show up and hang out. And I think the... Um, the cast of characters on my island has kind of reflected that I apparently have attracted solely people who look like they work in the music industry <laughs> and are in rehab. Like, who, who have you got? I've got Klaus, a bear in a toga who is German, but occasionally drops in the odd Bionjourno. Uh, oh, he speaks French as well. He does speak a little bit of French. I've he got rel- welcomed me with a bienvenue. A mirror, uh, a, uh, 
a, a kind of weary superhero rabbit who occasionally sort of gestures to a kind of what apparently is some kind of deadbeat history um her party days i've I recently think you had her before yeah I she was remember. one of my initial yeah. ones i've now uh, gained groff who is a uh i guess a cool goat he's a cool green goat um and uh who again dresses like a music producer i've got uh who else I've is got... he the one that looks like a zombie you think that i i don't think that um <laughs> i've I've, well. I've, uh, I've also got Flurry, who is an adorable white hamster, um, mm-hmm. who may be p- too pure for, for this island. Um, which is, I think it's rapidly gaining a kind of startup vibe. Um, oh, wow. that I, I, I wasn't necessarily intending, but is ultimately, um, in sync with my, uh, mantra for, for the island, uh, which is, uh, fund bridges, get money. What are you doing with these bridges? What's happening? Well, my island has a sort of central mini island, which is sort of flanked on both sides by kind of long coastlines, but I've got quite a lot of water. And I've got an even smaller island in the middle of the island, which is currently being used as an orchard. Mm. And ultimately, I kind of want it to be quite well linked with several bridges, so you never have to go too far to get across to the other side of the island. Don't excuse, please excuse me, a balloon is flying past and it's not an egg for once. (laughs) So are you... Are you trying to link your islands in for for your island yeah, business? Pretty much. I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> Network. <laughs> yeah. Opportunity. Oh, I've just seen what you've done there. Thank you. Yes, um, I was wondering if you might. <laughs> I did. This... Oh, I've, <laughs> I've learned how to make a bamboo doll, which I already know how to do. So I can post that to you if you don't know how to make a bamboo doll. No, you know that I do because I've got a whole section of them. That's true. I made a whole video of Oh, it. those. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot the creepy things. Um... So, yeah, so, um, well, basically, so, uh, until about half an hour before we recorded this, things were going kind of in this, as I say, this sort of model through state where I hadn't really committed to anything. I moved my museum twice in order to relocate it, in order to create the perfect promenade alongside the Able, uh, sisters, Taylor shop. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so what have you caught there? A sea bass. A sea bass. <laughs> um, and then I, um, but yeah, I was just sort of muddling through, kind of waiting for the for the, the money to arrive. I went big on turnips this week. Um, spent uh, what t- uh, twenty three hundred turnips and kept them in my egg room, which is a kind of hellscape in the back of my house where I've kind of embraced the egg event. Chris, uh, that's too many turnips. It is too many turnips, and um, and I I, uh, I was willing to, to to kind of lose it all if I didn't bet big. Um, but luckily, via uh, a Discord that you are part of, you managed to find an island today where turnips were selling for 600 plus bells, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've managed to turn that initial investment of about 250,000 bells into a cool 1.4 mil. So this is the VC I needed um, to get this project up and running. And that has allowed me to pay off my next loan uh, on my house to expand, which I need the storage space because I've got so many rocks. Um, and also fully fund this bridge. You can only fund one bridge at a time, so it's going to take me probably a week to build all the bridges I want. Um, uh, at which point I will have uh, lost it all and, and I don't have any money left over for ramps. So that's how that's going. Um, <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's all go. It is all go. <laughs> With you. Uh, yeah. Um, what else have I done? I've built a campsite area, a kind of cool beach chill-out zone that you need to access via a little bamboo forest. Um, that's cool uh and several little neighborhoods um spread around the island where where the various animals can live uh other than that 
it's, it's, I've been, to be honest, not been, not been playing a huge amount every day, just enough to check in and gather my fruit, which is what I'm doing right now. Sell it off, raise capital, um, fund bridges, get money. Do you think that maybe this isn't, because I can't imagine you getting super involved in the stock market in real life. No. So what is it about the stonk market that has, uh, that well, has it's, captured you? It's, uh, it's ultimately relatively, uh, reliable, easy money. Um, the good thing about Animal Crossing, many good things about it, but one of them is, and I think we'll probably return to this, it's not a survival game. There isn't a lot of scarcity. You're not going to starve to death or, or be abandoned by your animal friends if you fail to do certain things. Especially not if you like eggs. Not if you love, and if you love eggs, boy. Um, <laughs> but, um, but what it does, what it, what it does mean is, I think if you're willing to, to, play the field a bit and, and, you know, make friends and be willing to connect to each other's islands, it now appears after the first week of, of uh, the stonk market that um, it is fairly reliably possible for you to find a, an island where they're selling quite well. Mm. Uh, I think everyone every week will should be able to find at least a 400 plus, if not a 500 or 600 plus island uh, with a bit of work and a bit of, you know, finagling the login system. Um <clears throat> Which means that it was a relative, like, I had the money to fund one bridge on Saturday, thanks to a, uh, a fairly extensive, uh, water bug haul, which I sold to Flick for, like, 75k. But I decided to invest in, and it's paid off. And what that has taught me, mm-hmm. as a, as a person who's only ever really known late capitalism, is that this will always work. Um, and the, no lessons need to be learned. Yeah, this will no always further. this will always work, and it will always go up and not down. And up is 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 the only good, and and down is the only evil. So, um, or, or you know, uh, and the nice thing about Animal Crossing is that it might actually be literally true. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'm I'm living my uh, uh, I guess LA fantasy, and I uh, encourage others to do the same. Uh, how is how is it going on? In Pippington. I mean, I don't believe in the stonk market. Of course you don't. I... What do you mean? Of course I don't. (laughs) What's that about? (laughs) No, no, go on. No. (laughs) I need to to find out exactly how I'm being slighted. You're going to buy exactly one turnip and let it decay for ants. Yeah, I buy one turnip and then it becomes ant food and that is how I live my life except mm. somebody that I kind of know via Discord and whose island I visit every now and again I think um ha- had bad luck on the on the turnip roulette last mm. week and their turnips all all rotted, and oh, no. so I said that they could drop them off at mine for my ant area, and um, that they they could uh, have some money back. So I paid ten thousand bells for um, a lot of rotten turnips, and I have not been happier about that mm. situation. That is that was a win for me. Like as I as I always say, if you play the game of turnips, you get ants or you die or something <laughs> you win or you get ants but ants is winning for me you can so. get flies as well you can i got one this morning i Marvelous. was delighted <laughs> yeah i think it has exposed that uh <laughs> like i didn't even I, I was making so much money on them endless uh, water bug spawns that i didn't even give one to planters what i know what 
I know. This is the, the worst I've felt about any decision I've made. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, Blathers hates them. So, yeah. you know, maybe you're the kinder of, of us two. But, um, yeah, my island is actually more all about the egg event. I'm very mm. into the egg event. Well, I, I, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I will say that this has been a journey that I've witnessed. Mm-hmm. Because only a couple of days ago, you were complaining that the sound of the wind outside made you think that perhaps a sky egg was coming and you couldn't handle it and that you thought you were losing your mind. So what I would like to check... Ooh, another balloon. What I would like to check is whether or not your embrace of the egg event is a kind of uh, submission to the egg event or if it's a discovery of its qualities. I'm sorry, um, Benjamin just walked past with the cutest shopping basket and <laughs> I had to just watch it for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a sky egg. Uh, I mean... See, that's the truth. Oh, no, this is a recipe. Well, so my my stance on the eggs was um, not keen at first. Mm. Um, I think for the reasons that a lot of people weren't keen on it, it was, um, it was quite overbearing. It really um, overshadowed the cherry blossom event, which is also happening in the Northern Hemisphere Islands. So... Um, in the for the cherry blossom stuff you catch these little petals that just float around in the in the air and it's all very non-intrusive and very um just quite chill and you can choose to interact with it or not um and then you've got this egg event where any resource that you could previously have got fairly reliably by whacking something with a big stick of some kind mm. um or fishing it uh, suddenly had a chance to dispense egg instead. So yeah. you could fish for egg, you could hit rock for egg, you could shake tree for egg, you could pop balloon for egg. Mm. And um, there was a lot of egg. But then, Everything Chris, changed from the egg nation attack. <laughs> well, it was more that because of all the balloons. So in Animal Crossing, normally, like, the thing with balloons is they just sometimes appear and float over your island and if you see them and manage to shoot them down in an area where the present doesn't immediately fall into the sea or whatever mm. then um, you can get gifts or you can get recipes for things or you can get bells or resources or you know whatever else um, and so these balloons are coveted and they are useful mm. um, but with the egg event suddenly there was just you know it, it felt like there was I don't know what the actual rate was but there was a, a balloon every minute and they make this whooshing sound that's quite sort of you, you get conditioned to want yeah, to it's, it's almost subliminal. seek it out and interact with it and so I was doing that um, and it was so disruptive because you just you'd, um, you'd be doing what you were actually meaning to do and then out of that edge of hearing or whatever mm-hmm. on the cusp of hearing rather you'd you'd hear this whooshing sound and then you'd go off and try and find what it was and then you'd lose your bearings with something else or you know whatever else yeah. and it was for these eggs that beyond a certain point after you've crafted stuff don't really have much of a a use um and so i started just shooting them down and leaving the eggs where they fell mm. <laughs> and Actually, that was the thing that rehabilitated the event to me. It was um, because now I've got eggs everywhere 
Except they're not everywhere. They're in places where I tended to be hanging about because that's how I would hear the balloon. Mm. I wouldn't hear the balloon if it was somewhere that I didn't habitually go. And so now I've got these little clusters of blue sky eggs that are actually quite pretty. They're like these pastel-coloured decorated things. And they mark out the areas of the the island where I tend to hang out. And that's actually, for me, mm. feels like a really lovely record of what I do and how I interact with the game and the time that I'm spending and where I'm spending it. And just, yeah, like the fact that there's a cluster outside my own home is really nice. And the fact that there's you know, a cluster on the far right of the island where there's a little peninsula where all my flowers are, Mm. all the flowers that I'm trying to breed are, you know, there's, I don't know, I I really like that. And I think other people started to notice it as they visited and, and seemed to really enjoy it as well, because there's just, it's like once you get to a certain point, beyond just a handful of eggs it becomes something else it's not just (laughs) oh look you've got some of those unsightly eggs you've got trash around your house basically and now it's just you know oh wow this is this is kind of like become part of the landscape of your of your game and yeah you've you've progressed beyond the egg event horizon (laughs) (laughs) i think but also i really liked how um oh I've got a balloon, so you, I'll hold it to the microphone so you can hear the whooshing. Well, that's just what these people want. <laughs> yeah, then they'll be running for their... I don't know. Does that sound? It's a bit, I don't know. We might actually be able to successfully noise cancel that, just not from uh, real life. Do you know yeah. what we probably can't noise cancel? Um, next door, doing their seven-month DIY project. I do wish they would press A faster. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Uh, yeah, and I think at that point I also started viewing the egg event as kind of a dialogue between me and the developers. Like, somebody or a group of people on that team must have thought, this is the right cadence for this thing. Yeah, this and, is enough eggs. You know, like, the I, I have no insight as to whether this was what they were trying to do at all, or whether this was sort of entertaining to them, but... I really liked the the sense that perhaps this was about human beings who genuinely thought it was just really funny <laughs> to to make the town just full egg for a while. Yeah. And I, I I find that kind of endearing. It's kind of in the same bracket for me as when the animals say something unexpected or like slightly knowing or weird or you know something that points to a m- more I guess more human or wry or I, I guess just something that isn't a bubblegum world, you know, in, in the game. Mm. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, so I, that's, uh, I, someone also asked, I think Bean on, um, on Discord. Discord asked about the story for how I learned to love the egg. Mm. <laughs> and that is, that's essentially what happened is I, yeah, I, I found it weird enough, and then it crossed the the um, the volume, the sheer volume of egg mm. just became hugely entertaining to me. And then so I just I made all the furniture, and I have a creepy egg 
bathroom where a an anatomical model of a sort of human so it's half human half flayed human is um <laughs> standing under a shower in a beautiful pastel egg themed room um nice with a with a stool you can sit on to watch the showering so you know mm. um yeah egg stuff just normal egg stuff normal normal egg stuff mm. <laughs> um but speaking of the uh the the whole uh, ability of other people to reach out and ask questions. <laughs> I really messed that, that segue that, up. <laughs> that concept. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm clearly not as good at multitasking as I uh, would like to be. But um, what I was getting at, Chris, was um, we actually got quite a few good questions. So shall mm. we... Um, yes, do you want to fire them up and we can answer? Because that, that's a good way of structuring this return to the island. Mm. So, um, we have a, a question from Twitter from Chris Higgins saying, mm. which other religious holidays would you like to see Zipper T Rabbit completely ruin? And, uh, I, well, I would say Zipper has not ruined this for me because I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm making a bug net, by the way. Uh, mm. that's what that I'm is. I'm talking to Tutu. She wants to give me. A shell stool. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I wonder whether, like, I don't know, we could go for something slightly outside so the... So the, the question I have is, because obviously Zipper T Rabbit is an exhausted person inside a rabbit costume. I like to believe that they're just a smaller version of the same rabbit inside mm. a rabbit costume, who is um, desperately energetic about Easter or Egg Day. Um, but... While you're looking. While you're looking, but if you run out of sight, is is clearly exhausted by the whole thing. Uh, which, as someone who's who's had to do kind of improv in that kind of setting in my life, I respect completely. So I don't know whether a different holiday would just be a different gig with a different costume, etc. Mm. Or if it would be the same uh, zipper energy mm. applied to a different observance. I think that's quite a crucial... A crucial distinction. Also, as not a religious person, I uh, I don't really uh, necessarily have a sense of um, <laughs> what's fun to joke about. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to think. Like, would I guess like there's just various. Like, I mean, I think you know, every single day is a multiple like saint day usually. Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, you could pick something or some one relatively obscure or relatively local or with a very niche patronage and mm. sort of see, you know, like, I, I don't know who the patron saint of eggs actually is, but, uh, you know, we could go in that direction. But um, something I, in case people are interested and don't know the game, um, Animal Crossing tends not to be... Like it, it has all of these connections to mainstream adoptions of religious festivals. So there mm. is an analogue of so this is basically an Easter event, but it's all of the secular bits of Easter really. The chocolate or the, yeah, the the parts that aren't contingent on you having beliefs the, in yeah. Christian God yeah, or it, in, it, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zipper does not die and is reborn no. after three days or something like that. 
No. Um, <laughs> Although he does go away and come back again. <laughs> no one holds a vigil for, <laughs> for Zipper T. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, and so, and there's also like for Christmas, it's actually called Toy Day. And, mm. you know, there's, there's things like that. It's not like, you know, you don't get, um, I don't know, like Michaelmas or anything. Yeah. Why did I pick that? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and, and for um, like you don't get Shrove Tuesday, you get Mardi Gras, which you know obviously mm. there is elements of that, but it's very much the the sort of party and the peacock element of Mardi Gras rather than the sort of um, Lenten elements. Yeah. So I have no idea how they would sort of handle think... a more sort of s- sort of um, a more specific and obviously solely religious festival mm. i mean i would i would attend i would attend zippity rabbit's day of the dead <laughs> um where presumably there would Did be bright- you just mean awake for zippity no i mean rabbit. like brightly colored skulls yeah. hidden in trees that kind of thing the other thing that occurred to me is that um i have attended many times uh the summer solstice at stonehenge Mm. Uh, which is a religious observance for, for many people, and an excuse to drink uh, uh, three litre milk <gasps> things full of cider. Chris, look, a golden, a golden a balloon. gold balloon. That's going to contain some kind of uh, golden recipe. Golden I recipe think. for you. Congratulations. Thanks. And I, yeah, I think I think um, Zippity Rabbit's Solstice <gasps> Festival golden would actually be slingshot. Congratulations. Many congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, uh, what's the what's the next question on the list as soon as you, you, you're done extracting your golden slingshot recipe? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to talk to Blathers. Why does it want me to t- talk to Siri? I don't want I think to because you've held the Siri. button down. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm I'm not good at iPad. I don't know how to make it be. Why That's is it taking a photo of my leg? <laughs> <laughs> why am I like this, Chris? How do I be not this? Just press the button. But there you go. But no, yeah. it's asking about Siri. How do I be not this? <laughs> Help. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay, cool. How did that go? Fine. Sorry, sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, so, uh, Ribus Brisson mm. uh, on Twitter asked, "Animal Crossing is the name of the village, right? So, are all the villages named the same, or does each game take place in a parallel reality?" No. Animal Crossing isn't the name of the village. I guess it's like, I actually, <laughs> I'm not sure. It, it's like the name of the concept. It's like the, the sort of the idea of a nexus yeah. of, of animals. Like, so yeah. animal LinkedIn was taken. So, <laughs> so, um, the villages you actually get to name in previous versions, you named your village. In this one, you name your island. Um, and so there's a kind of, there is an uh, individuality there. Um, but there are things that make it a bit odd in that there are duplicate villagers that mm. you can find and then they act as if they don't know you. And you're like, but Hamlet, you also live in my town. Or what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't know each other or, you know. Yeah, how dare you? I it's know. like finding out that your partner has another family. Yeah, so that whole thing is like, that can be quite an odd kind of um, moment. Mm. Sorry, I'm just changing from uh, KK to KK Disco. Oh, I just sent you that, yeah. 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 Amazing. We might want to turn it down a little bit if we've got the music on the background for now. Oh, hang on. Hang on. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yes, I don't know if that answers that question, but that is my wisdom on that. Mm, yeah. But yeah, the, you're, you have to kind of suspend your disbelief to an extent and understand mm. that there is always an island and there is always a Tom Nook. Tom <laughs> There is actually a lighthouse on mine. Yeah, um, I don't mind. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ellie on Twitter says, uh, I've seen lots of custom artwork and clothing being made. How fiddly is it and how freely can you create? And how does sharing and curation work? So after a certain point, you get access to a clothes shop called Abel's, uh, Abel Sisters um, tailor or whatever um, and in that you have a kiosk where you can access like an internet repository of designs if you know the code of mm. the creator or the code of the item so that's the basic sharing system if you want to create something to upload to that then you do it via your little Nook phone. It has an app where you can either create something just on a plain square um, grid uh, or you can opt for one of the fancier things that lend themselves specifically to clothing. So like you've got hoodie options and t-shirt options and dress options and things like that. So there's a a degree of uh, variety in the types of clothes you can have. Um... And they get you started. There's also, but, but the, the designing itself is basically pixel art on a yeah. background. Um, and it is really flexible. I find it really flexible, mm-hmm. but also I miss the, um, cause I find the touch screen implementation on the Switch quite sort of, I can't always predict when it's going to let me do stuff. And I mm-hmm. also really find myself reaching for the stylus like mm-hmm. I would have on my, 3DS, yeah. um, and there isn't one. It's the kickstand. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, so I find the act of drawing the initial outline of something quite clunky because I'm having to do it with the um, the analog sticks on the yeah. thing. Um, but once you get into the habit of that, it I find it quite intuitive and. Um, like you can come up with some really cool designs. Um, if you're struggling to use it though, there's also a thing called, I think it's just AC, what is it? AC Pocket? It's like a browser or... version, right? Yeah, there's, essentially it will, we'll dig out the link and put it in the show notes, but, um, there's basically a website that lets you do that stuff either in browser or you can import a picture that you want to use and it will convert it to the nearest equivalent of the, um, of the color palette and stuff. And then it will give you a code that you can use in game to, to import that stuff, mm-hmm. um, from, from that tool. So, um, yeah, that's, that's another workaround that you can use, but, but I've been finding it really cool to keep an eye on just like, I think it's just ACNH designs is the hashtag on Twitter and mm. be able to just, um, pick out things in my, uh, feed that, as a result that have just been really cool and add them to my library of stuff that I can play around with. Mm. So, yeah. And I also designed, I think I put the links to them on my own Twitter, but I made like a, I do a cartoon character 
of a hummingbird and I made a hoodie with that character on which is it's just really nice to see my little villagers wandering around wearing it sometimes mm, wearing your merch yeah and I made a, one of um just a goose <laughs> on a blue background which is kind of nice as well so mm. yeah have you played around with it much um I, apart from the I haven't played around with it much I've used the design system to make like my flag and things and I made that dressing gown that we talked about on the previous oh, yeah. edition of, of this you made a bedspread as well. Didn't I did you? make a bedspread based on the same pattern, but that was only because I didn't like any of the default ones. Mm. So I haven't, I haven't really touched it much. I've been enjoying, like, I tend to wear a different out- outfit every day, oh, but yeah. I haven't been investing the time into, uh, um, I haven't been investing the time into like drawing a different outfit every day. I'm not yeah. going to do that really. Um, today I'm dressed in a very, very basic way. <laughs> Tell me what you're wearing right now. I'm wearing a kind of poncho-style uh, cardigan. Okay. Um, a pair of brown bell-bottoms, some sort of lace-up gardener's boots, and a big floppy hat. Can you show me this? I want to... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you you are not wrong. Yeah, and I, uh, I'd i like to say that it has a kind of, uh, you know, kind of gentle, kind of, I don't know, Somerset houseboat... <laughs> you know, smoking a bifter kind of vibe. But actually, I just look like I'm I'm going to Coachella. <laughs> I actually, I've been really enjoying your Animal Crossing fashion. You're actually you. a lot more um, expressive with it than I am, I think. Mm. Like, or rather, mine are a lot more costumey and yours are a, a lot more like I serve looks. Curated like, looks. I, I mean, let's, you let's do not, serve looks. <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush here. But like, so you're in a poncho and, and a hat and like you've, you've actually put together a look and I am the phantom of the egg event. <laughs> and so I have a, um, I have a, a masquerade kind of mask on to- the mm. top half of my face. And then my hat is one of the event, um, egg hats, which is essentially just the, like a broken egg top that you might get on a, um, if you chop the top off a boiled egg, mm. uh, but blue and painted. <laughs> and then my body is like a little green egg body. <laughs> um, I'm wearing an egg backpack and I'm wearing pink egg shoes. <laughs> so my whole look is very much yeah. a, a single issue <laughs> outfit. And There is only egg. Yeah, and and elsewhere I do find myself just gravitating far more towards costumes, I think. Like, mm. I spent a long time barefoot in a kind of Cinderella-like type scrappy dress, you know, the sort of mm. the pre-ball Cinderella outfit and things like that. Like, I go a lot more, here's a character rather than here's, here's a, look. a look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I do dress like a wizard, so let's, you know, I'm not into oh, yeah. that side of it. <laughs> Um, next question uh, from uh, Kolnusabsuba. Yes, I'm not good at this. At Metroid. Yes, let's go with that instead. <laughs> um, how do both of you decide when you're done playing Animal Crossing for the day? It seems like there's somehow simultaneously a plethora of stopping points and yet none at all. How do you decide, Chris? I, I can't, it depends like what I'm in the mood for. Like, I think if there's, like, a particular thing on, like, a fishing event or bug catching or something like that, then I'm capable of putting quite a bit of time in. But I also have a sense for when I've kind of hoovered up the resources that are meaningful to me in a given day. 
So um, normally I will try and go and bash all the rocks and at the very least find the money rock. Mm. The rock that once a day contains money. Um, and harvest any fruit that happen to have grown because they sell well. Um, but I only like, and maybe comb the beach, look for recipes in, in bottles or, um, or, or shells to sell. But, um, I'm not like particularly like, you know, I don't sort of, and I don't really worry about missing anything. So I don't feel the need to kind of obsessively like catch all the fish straight away or anything like that. Mm. Um, and I don't tend to go like harvest because all of the kind of resource nodes that you can continually use are things like trees and stuff and, and going to other islands to find crafting resources. I've got so much now stashed mm. away that I just go looking for different types of wood or something when I run out. Well, so, and also, I mean, have you found <laughs> that you're less bothered about harvesting fruit now that you've got your turnip money source? I, I still like to bring that in, but only because I find uh, shaking the trees quite therapeutic. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, whereas I, I, I sort of... Uh, I think I'm kind of invested in anything that doesn't mean having to tap through a menu. Right. So I kind of like running around shaking the trees, whereas things like, um, you know, the fishing and stuff, I, which I enjoy, I kind of want to settle into because you do a lot of clicking through menus and stuff. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons for all the bridges. I don't really have to get my uh, vault pole out. Right, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so normally, like, I, I've played it every day since it's come out, but, like, it's a little ritual. Like, I go and buy... Two copies of whatever KK KK album is on sale because I have one for the wall and one for the jukebox, um, and then I check the shops and usually buy a bunch of stuff, buy a bunch of buy new outfit bits from the clothes shop, gather up any kind of easy to grasp and and sort of profitable materials, do a quick scan for fossils, and then I'm done. And so some days it can just be twenty minutes oh, while wow. I'm you know waiting for the kettle to boil. Yeah. And then other days there's more. Mm. How about you? Obviously, well, I mean, uh, the question would be, uh, when do you stop? Um, I guess I was thinking <laughs> about this, and my answer is basically, well, sometimes I fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think if I'm honest, it's part of the fact that this has always been, or Animal Crossing iterations have always been a good go-to anxiety game for me, and mm. right now, oh boy. this whole universe that we're in right now is um is a lot Mm. and so i think being inside a game which is welcoming and has always felt safe actually and that now has the option to sort of interact with friends as much or as little as i as i want to or am able to at a given Mm. time is it's very tempting to stay within and I think is broadly healthy in terms of, you know, it's not like Twitter where the, there are a lot of those feelings of connection, but also you might end up on a, in a news sort of awful rabbit hole. Mm. This is very much like, no, there's only one rabbit and I've decided that that whole thing is fine. So yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Um, so I think if, if the world was a bit less much right now, I would have less time in the game and I might have a, a better answer for that but um yeah like <laughs> and also i think right now there's a lot going on in terms of there's a cherry blossom event that i don't have all the recipes for and i'm still mm. missing one of the one of the egg event recipes and so i could just hang out and try and get those if i 
if I'm yeah. looking for a, a reason to to be in the place. Mm. So yeah. Um Vicky Malcolm asks, When will I ever see a shooting star? And I've never seen one either. Have you not? No. Have you ever had Celeste visiting? Yes. Okay, so Celeste is the younger sister of Blathers, who mm. runs the museum, and Celeste is super into astronomy, and I love Celeste. Um, but when Celeste is in town, it generally means that that night there will be a meteor shower. I can't remember the, the timings of it, but basically if you're wandering around at night, I would assume it's probably the maybe the later end, so maybe like nine o'clock or later or something. Mm. Um then there will be little flurries of shooting stars in the sky. And you, if you want to make a wish on them, you just make sure that you don't have any tools in your hand and you press A. Um, and that, that makes a little animation where your character does a little wish. Um, I won't like tell you why, cause mm. you know, that you might as well discover it because it's cool. To, discover but like yeah i think that might be something that isn't clear as to when you might see those things so i don't i you know i hope that's not a spoiler but um yeah and and the other thing to know about them is um if you think that there should be some that evening and you're wandering around make sure the sound's on because they actually make a kind of tinkling sound that's quite distinctive um even if you're not looking up at the sky and so you know that's a cue to either look up by messing with the the right analog stick or you can also just press a if you are you know wandering around without any tools in your hands and your character will still make that wish Mm. so yeah like those are some those are some tips if you were looking for them but if it was just a, a sort of a kind of mournful question then i hope soon and let me know (laughs) (laughs) i'm rooting for you uh zoe p has said what is your favorite part of the museum as it gets more populated i can't get over the dinosaur area as a 90s kid who dreamed of being a paleontologist blathers will only get his triceratops when i've got one for my garden though (laughs) (laughs) i love that um yeah so the the museum area is divided into the the bug zone um which is actually like it's interesting because every single time i the game uses the word bug there's that part of me that's a pedant that's like well actually the definition of a bug is more narrow than you're using it blah 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 now you sound like blathers Exactly. Um, and then, so there's the bug area and then there's the aquarium and then downstairs in between the two, there is the museum of fossils and so forth. So do you have, I tell you what, do you have a favorite of those three sections? I think, uh, I'm quite a big fan of the dinosaur area as well. It, I think it would go dinosaur aquarium bug zone for me. Mm. Um, the thing that I find the most surprising about the dinosaur area is the quite detailed statue diorama showing the destruction of the dinosaurs at the hand of a meteorite, <laughs> which I, th- I think is quite intense for Animal Crossing. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that model has like some great textures as well. You can mm. really zoom in on that meteorite diorama. It's like glowing, it's like, point of impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like yeah, so I really like that and how they've also used uh, particular vantage points. Like if you stand on a particular spot on the floor, the camera mm. changes, so you can see the whole of the whole of one of the bigger dinosaurs. Yeah. So technically, 
and in terms of the the actual items i really like the museum but also but the the dinosaur area but i adore the um the aquarium yeah it's not so a surprise much. and when i got the anchovies and and when you give them to to blathers um i guess skip forward for a minute if you don't want aquarium spoilers <laughs> but um but because nowadays the the animals aren't limited to just being one thing it one exhibit each in a zone you get like a whole bait ball of mm. anchovies and it just sort of swims in this amazing kind of hypnotic way and i've spent i've spent a long time just standing in front of that one tank watching them 125 and hours well <laughs> and there's also one um horse mackerel in that ta- in that ta- uh, tank and so it just sort of swims around like oh these guys <laughs> interesting mm. <laughs> So yeah, um, that's my my thing. Um, but the bu- butterfly area in the bug zone is really cool as well, and it's also in the northern hemisphere. It's um, uh, dragonfly season, so there have started to be those in that area. And there's like yeah, there's just so many cool things. So um, yeah, so far those are a few favourites. But the the smaller tanks in the bug area getting filled out is awesome. Like I've got one with with my ants in now thanks to those rotten turnips and that's pretty great mm. um yeah there's so many good bits ah um nico valone valone has said not a question but it would be neat to talk about the gargantuan effort of localization that goes into making animal crossing the international and intercultural hit that it is and they've actually linked to um like a paragraph from something about how the localization team managed to translate some of the puns around the turnip market and the the stonk exchange Mm. and the sal jones kind of whole element of it uh because of the uh the the sow who sells turnips uh historically so something i would say is i don't i'd like to dig more into that mm. but i don't have the expertise so i think shall we just link to the yeah it's a good post. to the thing in the in the um in the show notes and then if sure. anyone else has expertise or sees any interviews on that kind of stuff like definitely send them our way because i find that stuff really interesting because it mm. must be such a task especially given the amount of puns in the game yeah um cool uh from discord uh bizarrity k says would love to hear in what ways the two of you have gone for different island or house vibes um we've covered that in in as far as the islands go yeah we talk about houses and the clothes and stuff but yeah we haven't really talked about our houses have we so what's yours like um so as i have expressed before i think my i think i said this in the previous one my my way into animal crossing was really discovering cape case slider Mm. um the most talented multi-instrumentalist i think maybe in the history of pop um this runs kk slider's official fan account yeah well like so um my i really i've got i've I've technically got a two-room house rapidly becoming a three-room house at the moment but it's kind of uh it is kind of a a one-room house because i've got one one room with some nice art deco flooring uh, arty crimson wallpaper, little kitchen area, wardrobe, uh, all the furniture with white, a, a writing desk with a typewriter because I am living my bell end fantasy. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, 
and uh, a wall, two walls almost now that are completely covered in, in KK Sider album covers. Um, I think last time I went to see you, there was a certain amount of sort of loose 70s magazine. Like, yeah, uh, I do mobile. have that as well. I've got, uh, and I've got a go set as in the game. Right. That's on a, on a, a white rug in the center of the room where you presumably sit on the floor, um, to play. And then the back room is egg hell. Oh, um, I see. The back yes. room, I've just decided to put all of the egg things in there. It was also where I was keeping my turnips until recently. Mm. Um, and I think to add the kind of slightly dystopian nature of it, I just put a, 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 a buzzing, uh, extractor fan just quite high up in the corner of the room yeah. which is something I find personally quite unsettling because I grew up in a very very hot attic bedroom <laughs> nice. it just makes me think of having a migraine oh wow that's good great so that's my house how's yours so my main space um has gradually morphed from being like kind of arty things and fish and plants mm. into being uh, fish and plants and more insect things. <laughs> so I've sort of basically culled the art and just put up more insect uh, stuff. Right. So I've got a um, a grasshopper head on the wall and I've got a mantis head on the wall and I've got a model <laughs> of a locust and it's I've quite, got... Creepy, the, the heads on the wall. I mean, there's a certain amount of creepiness, but I've decided that it's because they've just poked their head through a hole in the wall to have a have That's a look it. around. So I'm it's, very it's good actually. much uh, trying to convince myself that that's all okay. Um, it, it's a work in progress. And then every time I go through to the back room, it shows slightly more of the top part of the back wall than you can usually see. Uh, of that main room and I always remember that I've put a um a security camera in there mm. by accident and I keep thinking oh I should probably take that down but then as soon as I'm in a different room I forget about it <laughs> so it stays um the back room is kind of jungle and swamp themed so there's just a jungle and swamp themed mm. wall and and floor with a bunk bed and a pair wardrobe and so forth because obviously um, and then off to the side, there's the egg room with the flayed anatomical model and shower scenario, mm. which I think maybe I'll just... Uh, Sell to the tape. Leave as it is, oh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joy. Um, I always know where people are in my house by when they go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's like in real life when people find my warhammer. Mm. <laughs> um who else have we got? So Paul Scott Canavan uh, mm. has Hi, asked. <laughs> Hi Paul has asked. Uh, I want to hear about how your island theme tunes and flags uh, are. All the fun personalization. I what what did you go for for yours? So my flag is a pigeon. Okay, a pixel art, a stately pixel art pigeon on a kind of frilly background with some stars that I drew. Um. Oh, sorry, Frita's meeping and mooping in her town centre. Look, listen. <laughs> That's very good. She's so good. Um, I love her so Hang on, much. I'll just turn... If you turn your volume down, I'll turn mine up and okay. I'll play my island tune. And you could actually even get ready to do the same thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, my island tune is this, which might not come across. Let's see how this sounds. 
which some people will hopefully recognize as the uh, soundtrack uh, Rise Up Dead Man from Hunt Showdown. <laughs> I see. Which is a game about uh, b- bad cowboys murdering each other in a bayou. Wow. Um, and if, if I press done, then uh, Isabel will sing it. Oh. Ooh, hang on. There she is. She's so good. Okay. She's now berating me for not changing it. (laughs) (laughs) So mine is, and has been for for a long time actually in the franchise. Uh, Well, I'm going to let people try and guess. So I'm just going to play it. How do I play it? (laughs) So you've got... Ten more seconds to guess, and then I'll explain. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. What? You're acting as if this isn't great this is radio. The longest ten Chris. seconds of my life. Uh, anyway, it's in the Navy by the Village People, um, mm. and so that is uh, my my whole thing. Um, Isabel is. I'm not going to make her sing it, but it is adorable. Um, and my town flag is a version of that hummingbird character that I do just because that felt really like apropos. Yeah, my my whole island vibe. Mm. So yeah, that was uh, that's where we've gone in those directions. Although it does mean that I spend a lot of time just humming in the navy because that was true it anyway. Plays a lot mm. <laughs> in the town. Um, Matron Boy has said, uh, I would like to hear about what hasn't worked or what's gone wrong, grand design style. Mm. Chris? Um, because, as I say, uh, I tend to operate this sort of creative method, which involves letting things be extremely bad or un- uncooked or messy or unresolved. And then sort of pulling a, like a, a cord that tightens it all up and turns it into a state from which it will never change for good or ill. I haven't really had any disasters. I will say I did want to build a kind of, I'm building like a promenade and I wanted to put uh, some iron fencing down the length of it to act as a kind of like a safety rail. Mm. Um, you know, so you have, you know, little steps down to the beach, uh, kind of like where I grew up. Uh, and so, you know, uh, but unfortunately it won't let you put fencing right on the edge of an incline only right. a full square back from it, which doesn't feel right. So, uh, that, that plan was a total bust. And now my lighthouse cliff zone is, is completely unsafe. <laughs> um, but no one's died obviously cause no one can die in animal crossing cause, uh, it's a place where nothing hurts. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, other than that, no, no real, no real disasters. How about you? Um, let me think. I've had I've had things where designs I've had to cancel. You know, the custom design tool. I've just quit out of it in a rage because I couldn't manipulate it into the thing that I was trying to do. That's been a sort of a low level thing where it's just I'm not good enough at pixel art to do mm. some of the things that I wanted to do. Um, in terms of the actual like bigger island projects i think um i there's a few things where i'm annoyed with how the game itself has gated progress like i there's a part where very early on you have to build a bridge 
I didn't want a bridge. I didn't want any bridges. I liked mm. the vaulting, and I liked that the animals were basically trapped where I started <laughs> because they didn't seem to know how to vault. But um, it made me do a bridge, so I put it in the most out-of-the-way place possible that you can't even get to without a ladder and a vaulting pole. Um, but just the fact that I can't get rid of it is annoying to me. Yeah. And also the same thing with the, um, with the campsite. campsite, like I've put that on the beach, but then it's really annoying because an animal that I didn't, um, I didn't want in my town because I can't remember why, but I think I was annoyed with them in pocket camp for something <laughs> or like, or I, I like wrong you in a different dimension. I think I, I had them in my pocket camp camp because they have, they offered the right type of resource that I needed to build a golden bed or something. Mm. Um, but after a while it just made me so annoyed that I had to have them around that to get them as my first visitor that I then the game was hellbent on making me keep them or invite them to stay just felt really annoying so I then wouldn't invite them to stay but that meant that they just camp indefinitely Mm. so it's been three days hippo is still on my beach and I thought you know what I'm going to try something and so I am relocating the entire campsite to a completely different area of the island decimating at least two trees that I'm not happy about just so hopefully hippo won't move with it (laughs) so hippo will hopefully be kind of displaced by this activity and I like it sounds so horrific all of the words that are associated Mm. with this project sound awful and I will say in my defense hippo is incredibly privileged and like I mean hippo wears a blazer for goodness sake so I'm feeling like hippo has resources to fall back on this Mm. is not a hippo that needs needs me to help them out with a with a house um, but yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to find out if that approach has worked <laughs> or whether Hippo is just infesting another area of my island. So I said I've, I've almost not had any disasters, but I just talked to Philbert, mm. uh, who is an excellent blue squirrel who taught me how to cry. Oh. Uh, and he says he wants, he's thinking about leaving. What? So I've just told him not to. Oh, wow. Yeah, Philbert's great. What have you done? I don't know. I've been talking to him every day. Well, maybe it's just not good enough. Look, Philbert's... I love him, but he is kind of thick. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Look, he told me he was really excited about KK Slider coming round, and then he was like, "But we're going to have to make a special area for everyone to feel safe in, and where they can hang out if they get tired during the gig." And then he gave me a trash can. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, God bless him, but I don't know if he can. He's a great decision maker, you know. Anyway. Mm, anyway. Um. Cawthor uh, just made an interesting observation, which was, does anyone else find the unpausable real-time plus infinite list of jobs to be done today really stressful? Um, I was really struggling until the rabbit turned up and ruined everything, at which point I couldn't really do jobs anymore, and it was a massive relief. (laughs) And I think I just wanted to sort of acknowledge that I think it's not the way I play, but I, I do think that some people find... There's this sense of like an everyday list of tasks, like you were saying earlier, mm. the kind of gather the fruit, check the shops, do the circuit of chatting to villagers, you know, like there, yeah. there can sometimes be that kind of, have I collected all the things? Have I done my task? And I think actually like 
yeah, maybe that's another use of these events that are kind of overwhelming. Like, mm. I, I kind of wonder whether some elements of it are, they, they conflict with our sense of, I would like to be a completionist and have all of the recipes and be kind of independently able to produce all of these items myself. Whereas maybe the, the, the way that Nintendo are trying to push you into playing is, well, lean on other people in a community for resources but it's it's weird shifting out of that mindset mm. that you need for other games to then suddenly be and like need life <laughs> but like you know i i i feel really but i don't have the recipe for this particular type of floor and what if i what if the event ends without me having had that so i'm i'm getting that that sense of, oh no, there is a to-do list, but just on a slightly bigger scale, like on the day-to-day tasks, I'm fine. But on the, you know, like you saw me um, mm. crafting bait furiously so I could get a string fish before that um, that yeah. thing went out of season. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you've just got, you've got a, I think this is a lesson we're all learning in life at the moment is, uh, is we, it is time to, try and move away from the the devil of productivity to some extent and judge yourself solely on that basis which is why i'm wearing a big hat and trying to catch a fish <laughs> um i think self-set goals are the key and knowing that it isn't a survival game there isn't a scarcity really mm. um every, you know everything will come around again if you miss it now mm. uh people will have different things in stock at different times and if you miss it it's not gone and you can always there will always be more game to play, so don't worry about it. But that is, that's a hard lesson to internalize when everything in the world points you in a different direction. I think I'm also finding Ooh, that. Oh, Sky Egg. <laughs> I think I'm also finding that I don't quite trust in the sense that this event will come round again in the way that I did with the, the other versions of the franchise, just because mm. this one is a lot more. It's more online than the previous versions, and also it exists in a world of um, seasonal events and games as service. Yeah. Um, and the world Pocket is Camp is also sort of part of its um, history now. And so part of me is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't stress as much. Maybe the this particular cherry blossom thing will come around next year. But part of me is like, but what if Nintendo's like, oh, well, everyone's already got, got that, that stuff, stuff from last year, yeah. so we need to switch it up a bit so it'll be variant items. So, like, there's part of me that's a little bit more anxious of that. So I think I'd be curious if anyone who is also a long-running player of the series is having something similar. Like, mm. yeah. Um the last thing that we were going to do is have a look at some of your uh, villages. Mm. So we, your we grand have, designs. I believe we've got three candidates uh, this time. Uh, so we will, I guess, spend a little bit of time just just looking at each, maybe a couple of minutes. Yeah, sure. Cool. Shall I? Shall I stop? My thing is yeah. Frita is singing, and I I find her so adorable. It's distracting. Mm. <laughs> okay, so. First up, we've got Zed Fang, who describes theirs as Terra, a bucolic resort island with a secret darker side. So, uh, the first image, oh, that's cute, is outside the museum. There's like um, a sort of fruity, flowery plaza with um, 
the the 2D uh, standees of triceratopses, which is yeah, that's really nice. So cute. I, I really like the love that. the globe on a plinth, which has slightly sort of Deus Exian vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, and the the floor Up, lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the uplighting. That's good. I like that. And there's also like an umbrella um, exhibit, which is excellent, and one of the crocodile uh, villagers. Which mm. it's got a, yeah. something sort of slightly ritually about it. Actually, I know <laughs> what it, it, it has a sort of processional element, like these are the umbrellas claimed from fallen foes or something. <laughs> wow! I don't know. This is a triumphal like a kind of walk. Kind yeah, of area. yeah. There's a good piece of John Blanche art of the process way to the Emperor's throne on Terra in Warhammer Forty Thousand. That that reminds me of. Oh wow! Yeah, um, there's also a uh, a villager's house mm. where uh, with with some oil barrels outside. It seems to be overlooking a beach, sort of yeah. on a cliff top. And there's a grave with some flowers on it. So and some barbed wire as well. This one, mm. this one looks like the promotional photo for a uh, like a true crime podcast. Mm. Yeah, like this there's is also a, a sort of a gilded uh, Aries themed. Uh, Ram, mm. I believe it might be the rocking horse uh, yeah. exhibit. So there's a there's a sort of it's it's a tonal shift. Yeah, I would this say. is yeah it's it's an episode of This American Life, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the, oh, okay, yes. The last of the uh, these four screenshots is um, so there's the the flayed kind of or the half anatomical model that i have in my bathroom a much um, larger skeleton yeah a skeleton yeah the larger skeleton a kind of wrestling figure it's a tiny little luchador yeah but in a um a, a pentagram surrounded by votive candles there's another luchador just sort of off to the right and a raccoon who seems to be their kind of um their manager or their kind mm. of like their their hype crew yeah and the the character there's a bamboo the bed character is is wielding an axe with a uh, hood uh, mm. on so i'm gonna go with uh this being the 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 culmination of the story that was gradually over <laughs> i think so i mean what we've got here is two different instances of luchadors and so obviously some kind of meaning has been encoded there in a kind of like a sigil fashion and and what we're about to see is the destruction of the sigil in order to kind of embed its meaning into into the fabric of the world I see. And the, the tatami bed kind of mirrors the, the grave. Yeah. Well, it's an ideal place the... to, to, to meditate or, or, or indeed engage in other things that might prepare the body for this kind of uh, transition. So that was That's good. Terror, uh, an island by Zed Fang. Excellent. So that is, uh, that was excellent. Um, you closed it there. No, but I have ah, to I go see. back to the document where the other link is. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Team Boring. Uh, my town is Temperance. It's a little messy, but has some good neighbours and some nice picnic spots. So, let's see. We have... First, oh, yeah, wow. Excellent. So, we, yeah, shall I describe this one? So, please, we, have, we, have, we have a gnome that stood on a cardboard box in front of a cherry blossom tree, backlit in, in light green by some floor lighting. And a concerned-looking man with a side parting and a plaster across his nose who appears to be indicating the gnome and looking into the camera as if to say to a watching police officer, yes, this is the one. (laughs) This is the one that attacked me. I should get you to describe more of them. Uh, In this one, we have the same villager still wounded and with a kind of faraway wounded look in his eyes, standing in the town plaza with an exhausting, exhausted-looking squirrel 
um, who's done with the exercise in a nearby Turkey, I'm going to guess, who is very, very smug about their uh, yoga uh, prowess. Nearby, there is a lot of fossils all lined up, but unidentified near a hose pipe, uh, mm. presumably because still waiting for blathers. Um, yes. it's got, it's got the feeling of, I think the caption here is big Sunday energy, but I'd go a little bit further than that. And I think these all, these people are all coming down. Mm, okay. Uh, the, the next one, there's, yeah. Okay. Wow. So like to... in this one, we have an interior environment, which has sort of pixel art wallpaper that makes it look like the inside of a, is it supposed to be a wrestling ring or something like that? I it think looks it's like, like a crowd. Yeah, yeah a crowd so... is cheering as if we're in streets of rage or something. It's it's darkly lit. Uh, everyone is wearing, there are three characters present. Everyone's wearing masks, as in like surgical masks. Um, there's a, uh, one person is lying, eyes wide open in shock on a, on a gurney, while two other people express happiness um, around them. I think one of them's concerned. There's joy and then there's like the slightly sweaty kind of worry. Yeah. Um, and then there's just like a, a desk with some drawing supplies, a Nintendo Switch. This, this feels like... Um, oh, and a turnip. And a, t- and a single turnip, yeah. <laughs> um, this has got a kind of... Uh, week six of enforced cohabitation kind of vibe where the outside world and the idea of other people is simply like a wallpaper draped over the fundamental isolation of these three figures. See, I was getting more of a sort of, um, you know, old fashioned surgery where people would conduct operations with a group of medical Mm. students sort of leaning over a, uh, the the sides and watching like a kind of, yeah, spectator sports surgery thing. Mm. So, and the final of those four screenshots? Um, in, in the final of these four screenshots, it's a beach scene, uh, moonlight, midnight, uh, two, uh, plump coconut trees, uh, laden with fruit overhanging a hammock campsite in a beach blanket on which lies our, our protagonist, still wounded, but now for having found something kind of peace, uh, something resembling peace. Nearby, uh, a penguin in a monogrammed sports jacket looks at the camera like it owes him money. Nice. Excellent. So uh, that was uh, Temperance by Team Boring. Um, and then I believe our final island is uh, by Chris Allen. Mm. Uh, a little photo tour of Ragnarok. Nice. Let's see what you've done there. Um, I am the Eggman was the, uh, the final part of that sentence. So let's have a little look. We've got an aerial photo uh, nice. of... It says hi in lilies, in pink lilies, surrounded by uh, the black lilies that are actually sort of very deep burgundy. Mm, And uh, our our lead here is wearing a bunny suit, a pink bunny suit, and looking up at the overhead camera as if Mm. to say, what? (laughs) You what? Uh, then we've got uh, another appearance. This is of very bunny nice. Outfit. I like this. Mm. Yeah, same bunny well outfit. Mm, well composed. A nice, uh, uh, well tiled plaza with a fountain and a red British phone box outside the Able Sisters store. Our protagonist now looks to the the blue, uh, open blue sky, where in the distance a gift balloon that for once doesn't contain a sky egg is is floating past. That you know of. That we well, it doesn't. It doesn't have a right balloon. Well, they might start infiltrating. Mm. Mm. God help us if they do. <laughs> oh, 
It's very pleasant. Mm. We've got a kind of extremely, uh, a, a very bougie brunch location, exactly the sort of place most hard hit by this present disaster, honestly. It's completely empty in this, uh, case as mm. the, as, as it would need to be. And, uh, and the, um, the, the protagonist wearing aviator sunglasses and a bunny outfit, presumably the owner of this establishment, looks up to the camera plaintively, uh, as if looking to the government for aid. <laughs> I will say I've seen some of these kinds of islands where people have gone a lot more into the the idea of a town, you know, with the pathways yeah. and the um, these little sections where you can go in and, and experience a, a specific snippet of, of town life, whether that's an outdoor cafe or like a pizza parlour as we have here. Or oh, you are right, it is a pizza of... parlour. Mm. Yeah. But like, still, all my observations otherwise apply. Yeah, but it's very, it's very different from the vibe that I'm going for. So I love visiting those towns because mm. they feel super kind of. Um, I like these tables a great deal. Yeah, yeah. I believe Chris Allen actually. Um, there's one more in mm. this batch. In this set. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I. Yeah, so this is a nice little neighborhood scene. We've got some lovely fencing. Mm. Um. This is this maybe shows. Uh, I guess a sort of more advanced version of this particular society where the houses are all arranged in a line mm. rather than wherever the fuck you decided to put them. Oh yeah. Um, my, my island is... It's very impressive. It's honestly a degree <laughs> of coordination um, and forward planning There's some environmental, I only wish I was capable of. There's some environmental storytelling as well. There's like a gas pump and on the other side of a house there is a... Uh, uh, a space rocket. A space rocket. So I'm assuming that one fuels the other. So Yeah, or it's, uh, um, or it's a, a dryer armoured uh, showing our transition from uh, fossil fuels to uh, doomed space mission. Now, Chris Allen has also added in some um, some house images. We mm. won't um, go through them as exhaustively, but there are some really lovely uh, touches with like a little um, a board games room. Nice, I like that. Got some light cherry blossom theming. Um, yeah, it's a very peaceful space. There's a uh, a kind of map room with a pet uh, turtle. This looks like uh, a room that a uh, someone would do backroom business from while operating a nightclub mm, with that's their tortoises. They feed people to the tortoise. It's Ooh. very you'd find it in a uh, a lunchtime murder mystery. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, uh, we egg have hell. the egg room. Yeah, I'm glad that more people have egg hells because uh, oh boy, uh, are we all living through it. Uh, and um, and this is a fine example of the genre. Uh, it's what you'd expect. It's egg hell. Basically, they've uh, used all of the egg items to decorate one smaller space, and I am into it. So yeah, we could be out of it. But if you would like to um, to join in with uh, these these little visits to other people's islands um, that we're trying to do, then please do send up to four screenshots and just the uh, the name of your island into um, what's our email. Uh, you can send them to questions at creightoncrowbar.com if you like. Yeah, or just tag us in the just send uh, in them a to tweet on Twitter. That's yeah. probably the best way of doing this. Yeah, but um, yeah, and also if you have any questions, uh, all of those roots of inquiry yeah. apply but Indeed. I don't think I have we'll probably any... put a shout out for questions before we record another one of these I suspect rather than but mm. we can gather them up over time as well yeah especially if there's another event or if our towns change markedly so forth yeah. but uh, yes thank you so much for, for joining us we hope we hope you have enjoyed 
this latest instalment of of Animal Crossing fun. Mm. Mm. Do you want to add anything extra? Do you want your deets out there? Uh, I don't really have any deets to share. Unless, um, and, and to be fair, you're not interested unless there's turnips involved. If you, so, if, mm. if if you if your Timmy or your Tommy are buying for six hundred plus, hit me up. <laughs> And I believe that concludes our business. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm, Every bunny. Oh, no. (laughs) 